Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest of Welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to a new episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Bad Monkeys film pick of the week, Teen Wolf, from 1985 and directed by Rod Daniel, not to be confused by the sexy teens doing sexy things on MTV. No, this is the 80s rom-comp that you would expect uh, Michael J. Fox to be in the same year that he's in Back to the Future. Which is the better movie that he prefers? We'll find out. But as always, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. Going back in time. Oh, oh, shit. Wrong movie, man. What is going on, everybody? <laughs> oh. Hello. And Better? There we go. Welcome to it. And there we go. And as always, we're joined by the psychotic simian, the mad monkey, who picked this very movie. Get fucking with the monkey. Yes, keep it a funky, keep it a fresh. This is the Mad Monkey, where we, the Talking Care crew, will be boofing your ears for the next two hours, where we will bring you horror news, nerd news, movie reviews, and all the other cool shit that makes Talking Care the baddest motherfucking podcast in all of the motherfucking land. So just sit back, pop a gummy, and just sit back and enjoy the experience that is Talking Terror. What's up, my family? Hello there. <laughs> yeah, we're totally getting and, there. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have a lot. <laughs> we have a lot. But of course, Fucking disco, crashing disco into our living room. Concert. Looks like he's van surfing in tonight, Temple. fresh off his week off. It's Demonic Dean, everybody. Yes, my, my return to everyone out there listening that, you know, was listening to Talking Terror last week and just felt that one of the key ingredients was missing. Uh, I've made my return. So <laughs> I'm sorry to have disappointed you all last week, but um, my, my kitchen was calling and it was unavoidable, but here I am. And here I am. Back into existence. <laughs> hope, you're, hope you're happy, Murray. <laughs> to talk about... To talk oh, about you know she's happy tonight. <laughs> right. Doing the Spotify thing. She's like, I love the Dean. I was like, I know, apparently you listen to it a lot. Not for us, not for me, not for Monkey or, or Ghoul, just to hear the Dean's dulcet tones. Yeah, you showed, you know, I saw the Spotify rap, and I, I can see yeah. the Spotify rap uh, king that you shared for us. Um, mm-hmm. I, just wanted yeah. to, I just want to make sure that, that everyone is clear, because uh, it's very important to notice that the, the 76 episodes uh, that were listened to, I... I cross-checked those episodes, and every all those seventy-six episodes are only episodes uh, that that I appeared on. So, um, there you go. I asked her, "Do you listen to the ones that Dean's on?" And she said, "Absolutely not." She's like, "Listen, guys, I love you, but Dean's my guy. So when he says I'm taking off, I don't listen that week. So that's why her numbers are kind of low. Only seventy-six. 
someone has a comment around guess. here. She's just, you know, <laughs> playing with her baguettes and going, the Dean rules. Like, I know. <laughs> you don't like us? No, you guys are okay. But you don't bring it like the Dean does every week. And I'm like, okay, fine. We'll have to up our game. I don't know. Somebody out there has got to like yes. it. Well, well, that's because Marie's all about the French shit, so she's obviously about the French cinema, which is why she's all about the Dean Six, because he always goes back to France for Six. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've never say. seen somebody swoon over somebody before. I, hey, listen, I enjoy it. Clear. It's been quite some time uh, since uh, we've visited France, and I will say that with my pick looming just a few short weeks away, Monkey, you're Here starting to give me some ideas. It's starting to give me some ideas. <laughs> Your last pick wasn't a French movie? I thought it was. I thought it was a half French Canadian movie. What was, what was uh, my movie. last pick? I don't even remember what my last pick was. What was my last pick? <laughs> <laughs> Can't even keep track. It's fine. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I could have sworn it was like a Canadian French thing. I don't know. To no, go back and look at the episode, yeah, guys. The pit, the pit, the pit. Yes, which is a, a French Canadian production. So there you go. Yeah, but that's Canada. That's not France. That's not going to France. All right? French-Canadian hey, people France. and the country of France are two completely different things. There was somebody wearing a beret on set that day, all I can tell you. <laughs> What's that about? But, <laughs> sorry. We're all about the French-Canadians up here in the pit. But, no, so it, it's fine. It's not the same as France. You're right, Dean. But, no, Marie obviously loves you showing that love, and, one day we'll earn our respect in her eyes. One of these days, guys, we'll get there. We'll do something that you like. I got a good feeling about 2022. Keep believing. All right. Yeah, I, like Journey, I never stop believing. No, never. Ever, ever. All right. So since you're back, Dean, I know you got some horror news, but uh, Ghoul, uh, Monkey, do you have anything you want to talk about before we kick it off? Um. Yeah, real quick before we get well before we get into anything else, actually I know the king got a chance to check out Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I would like him to sit there and spill about this fucking movie. I would like well, him to not because I haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to. I don't. I don't want there to be any spilling right well, now. Well, there's not going to yeah, be. Yeah, keep, no, keep, keep the tea to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I won't spoil anything. I'm not going to really talk about it a hell of a lot, but I enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. I know it's got mixed reviews. I'm taking my headphone out. That. Somebody send me a message when this is over. Oh, <laughs> stop. I'm not going to go into it like that. But I, all right. Is he really gone? Okay. Anyway, so what happens at the end, right? Like, they're all battling, and it's, like, crazy. And then this it's fucking crazy, dildo right? comes out of nowhere, and it's a fucking ghost dildo. And they're like, what the oh, fuck? What the black, it's crazy. Was it Black Thunder? <laughs> Yeah, it was Black Thunder. No. 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 Dean, but, you know, somebody told the Dean to put his head on back. I'm not going to spoil okay, it. It was, okay. just, it was a good just, movie. Okay. It was a tickler. Uh, all right. But, but King, the, the most important question is, did you honestly, truly have fun watching the movie? I did. Uh, you know, in some points, it brought me back to being a kid again, um, watching Explorers and the Goonies, you know, that type of vibe with the kids. I thought they really did well. And then just a lot of fan service to the point where I was like, it's a little bit too much, but at the same time, still enjoyable. I mean, I think you really definitely have to know the Ghostbusters to really kind of get some of the jokes and some of the things that you see, but it's just a, a decent story and hopefully it sets up more in the future. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, aside from the old guy that was just a fucking asshole the entire time, 
I had a great time. I, mean, I had my Ghostbusters t-shirt oh, on, you, my oh, pin. Oh, and a, yeah. oh you, mean your, yeah. you, you mean the neighbor that decided to sit down right next to you in an empty theater. <laughs> Out of yeah, all you're, you're the in the theater, there's tons of them. Sits down, immediately takes the armchair like next to me, the armrest, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have fun. And then I guess he had a big dinner beforehand, so he got awful gassy at a certain point. And then just decided to mansplain everything to his wife about what was going on in the movie. Like he's fucking Ghostbuster number one fan. Well, really, I mean, technically that wouldn't happen. Because, I mean, they didn't really show that in the first one. Like, that, they must have done that for the movie. I don't know. Uh, like, I okay. Don't know. I mean, would the Ecto-1 really work? I mean, I don't know. It seems kind of stupid that a kid would know how to do a carburetor like that. But shut the fuck up, dude. It's a fucking movie. We're seeing ghosts fly around. And you're worried about how a kid could fucking learn how to make you know, build a car? Kids are smart these days. They know about cars. They yeah. watch YouTube. They watch tutorials. They've got the internet. So, yeah, so that that's it. Like I said, I because I, I know that the dean doesn't want to hear a lot about it. So, but that's right. it's just a really I'll, good time. I'll, I'll, cool. Yeah, don't put his headphones back on. Cueing <laughs> demonic dean, cueing demonic dean for the episode. So. Put okay. the headphones back on. It's over. I didn't talk about anything and spoiled it anyway, yeah. so it's fine. Um, well, I so, just, all right. With I that don't said, even want to, honestly, like, here, here's the thing, and I, I'm sorry for my yeah. harshness, if you will. Uh, so this, okay. is, this is this is my point. And usually, like for for just about any other movie, even any mo- other movie that I that I want to see, I normally wouldn't care. But the fact is, is that like, this is one of those that. I want to see so, so, so very badly. And I just, I, I have not seen, I have not seen one word about it. And I have not talked to anyone that's seen it. I don't even want to hear anyone's opinions. I don't want anything to oh. color uh, my experience going in. That, that's, so that's the, oh, that's the point that I'm trying to make. So, um, well, yeah, I just want to make sure, you know, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You know, y'all know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe me. I get it. I, I, like <laughs> I am with the trailers. I try to avoid fucking everything. Like, I try to avoid TV spots, and I try to avoid certain trailers because I'm like, I don't want it ruined. I don't want to know about it, but I get it. So when you see it, let me know what you think. You I know, will absolutely you it let you know what I yeah. think. I will absolutely let you know what I think. That's what I will do. Uh, yeah. Yep, that's King, exactly I, what I will I be the first you know. person that I send a message to. I hope so. I hope, because I, I really want to talk about it with somebody because nobody's seen it so far. You know, the people that I know, so it's kind of hard. Uh, the the cashier at CVS was the only person that saw it because I was wearing my Ghostbusters T-shirt that night. She was like, "Did you see it?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Ah." I was like, "I know, I know." <laughs> you know, that was it. And then I got my stuff and walked out. So that was it. I didn't go into a detailed conversation because she had customers. Otherwise, I would have. But so when you see it, <laughs> let me know. We'll have a we'll have a little chat about it. But but that said, yeah. since uh, yep. Google, you don't have anything. Uh, Dean, you're back on the floor with horror news. What do you got for us tonight? What are we talking oh, how, about? How exciting! How exciting! Uh, I know there are so many people out there in the world that just uh, love the, the the group over at Mystery Science Theater uh, mm-hmm. 3000. Uh, and uh, we had previously uh, talked quite some time ago about how they were uh, trying to build a financial own um, – online universe to not have to uh, experience get yeah uh, well yeah an experience mm-hmm. but 
to not have to rely on getting their stuff onto other streaming services, which uh, hasn't been the easiest thing uh, for them. But uh, they have announced uh, that the next season uh, is ready to go. There's going to be 13 different films, and these are all going to be available to see on Gizmoplex, which is their very own streaming service. Ah. Uh, So that is what they have decided to call it, their online theater for live events, Gizmoplex. Uh, and the first uh, two titles are Robot Wars, which I actually, I've actually actually seen that. I think. Uh, and, uh, Demon Demon Squad. Thousand, bro. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, so I love that movie. Robot Wars, Demon Squad, and a couple of other titles include The Batwoman and Beyond Atlantis, and uh, that's just four. So there's eleven others, but there's going to be thirteen titles uh, for the next season and they will be available at Gizmoplex, the official and uh, streaming service for all things related to Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000. Exciting stuff. Looking forward to it. Showing that they don't need Netflix anymore. They can do it on their own. they got a big enough fan base. Let's see what they can come up with. We'll see. All right. We'll see. I, mean, I think, uh, it, you know, it could be arguable how popular that show or series was on Netflix. You know, unfortunately, with Netflix not giving yeah. us any numbers um, with anything, you know, we'll obviously never really know. But, you know, I don't know. Like, it, know. it wasn't one of those things. You know, when something's popular on Netflix, like, let's say, Squid Game, um, you tend to hear about it. And MST3K mm-hmm. seemed to just come and go, you know. Like, I watched... Uh, I think I watched the majority of the first season and uh, probably like maybe through the, the halfway point, maybe a little bit further. I started to just kind of be like, eh, with it. But that may also be because it was, you know, binging. And I, I feel like yeah. that's something that probably works better in the watch it every, like, I don't know, like I, I always just remember catching MST3K like randomly, you know, happen to be tripping mm, on yeah. acid one night, boom, it's two o'clock in the morning. What the hell is exactly. on? Holy Shit, look at this shit on the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was on 11 o'clock at night on Saturdays. 11 to 2. So, yeah, no, I watched it as well. I just, I'm not liking the new crew, so I think that's why I kind of stayed away from the new revival. I, just, I, I can't get into them. It's not Mike Nelson and Kevin Murphy and Bill Corbett anymore. It's the new crew, so I'll just stick to the riff tracks. I got that. It's like the alternate MST3K. There's no robots. Well, it's the no. same. Cr- it's it's the same crew as MST. The original MST. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. And they actually take the jokes a little bit further than they ever did in MST3K because they were always trying to keep it, you know, some, you know, pretty family friendly. Here, they, they don't really care on roof track. <laughs> no. Yeah, they go all out. And there's no silhouette and there's no robots and you know, but it's fun. And plus, they rip on new movies too, so it's always fun. Like Transformers, I know that they did, and I laughed my ass off at that one. Um, but so, yeah, I, I stick to rip tracks. But you know, hey, if they could get Gizmoplex off the ground and make it work, that's awesome. You know, more power to them. Mm-hmm. I know the rip track channel is available through my mm-hmm. Samsung uh, TV or whatever mm-hmm. it was. I don't, I don't have that in the living room anymore. So like, I, I don't, I don't put it on. I don't know if it's on this one. I never figured out what the free television services are on here. But yeah, my Samsung TV had uh, the rip track channel. It was very repetitive, yeah. unfortunately. So I watched it like mm-hmm. once in a blue moon because it always felt like the same two movies were on for like a two week period. Usually, yeah, <laughs> and they're on Pluto as well. 
but they do the same thing where it's like the same block of movies over and over and over again. Like there's only so many times you can watch Roller Gator and Samurai Cop in the room where like, all right, I'm seeing these already. Yeah, Troll 2, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Carnival of Souls and the Night of the Living Dead one where they have like different people come in for that, you know, so they have multiple uh, Night of the Living Dead riffs on that. I, I still can't get into it because I don't think it's that funny. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's almost near impossible to riff on an actual good movie. But they tried, you know, and it's up there. But, uh, yeah, so that's Pluto TV where you can find that. And I think on Tubi they have some of their movies up. But, all right, uh, Dean, what's next? What do you got? So, <clears throat> for the Marvel nerds, Tom hey. Holland. Oh, that's us. <laughs> uh, it still has, is. In, in the run-up to the, to the Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, uh, Tom Holland uh, has stated a few times that uh, maybe the time has come for him to put away his web slingers and step out of the spandex. But uh, just a few days after announcing that, uh, it's been announced that there is potentially going to be a new Spider-Man trilogy post No Way Home starring none other than Tom Holland. Uh, so uh, a, a very quick uh, turn of events there. Uh, but I guess uh, with the sheer volume of dollars that surround all things MCU, uh, that he's going to once again be suiting up uh as Spider-Man for a, a new trilogy after uh, No Way Home. Oh, oh look, the Marvel money truck's backing up in the driveway. Look who! All right, well, get them back in for three more. <laughs> well, again, you got to look at the Dean's wording. It's a new trilogy taking place after No Way Home. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a number of rumors going on here. I mean, for first and foremost, the No Way Home pre-sales like blue end game out of the water. Um, it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. uh, if you, oh, if you really? look online there, there, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you try to pre-order tickets at this point, a lot of like for opening day, I can tell you now, all the yeah, theaters around here are completely sold out on the 16th. I've got three tickets. Oh shit. Um, I'm, oh. Get mine fucking <laughs> I'm seeing that shit in 3d at four o'clock on the 16th. Uh, it'll be me, Sam and Zach. So, uh, so, so we're good to go on that end, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's been, you know, reports of people putting tickets up on eBay for as little as $200 a ticket and as much as, you know, five to $10,000 a ticket. Obviously I don't think any of that kind of bullshit <laughs> will sell, but you know, it no. wouldn't shock me to see as the, as it creeps closer, if maybe some of those lower hundred dollar tickets do start to trickle their way off of eBay and into other people's hands, uh, sadly enough. Uh, but, but that is the way it is. You have to see what's hot when it's coming. Uh, so, so that covers that end. Now, as far as No Way Home itself goes, you know, I know one of the little rumors that have trickled around is that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to go into the Venomverse. Now, I know right now, Venom, mm. at the end of Venom 2, you see what you see. Yep. Um, is that, is that I, I must ask, is that a parallel universe to the Spider-Verse? It's separate from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Venom universe uh so because sony owns spider-man and the franchise and it's a deal with sony and marvel that allowed the tom holland spider-man to be in the mcu but sony has the rights to still make whatever they want so you have like the into the into the spider-verse cartoon which is like its own thing then you got the venom movies morbius all of that is all sony owned Mm -hmm. properties 
because uh, they still have the rights to those characters. So the rumor is is that Holland Spider-Man will slide over to that universe, and Miles Morales will be the Spider-Man within the MCU. So we're going to get a fresh take on the Web Slinger. So mm-hmm. Tom Holland might not necessarily be lying, but being that he's always spilled so much tea, to, to, to <laughs> yeah. use your term, you know, he's, he's tended so to open his mouth. I think at this point, anytime anybody's asking him <laughs> anything, he's probably just straight up lying or just doing whatever they're <laughs> telling him to say, because, you know, that makes sense why he would say, well, I'm going to get out of this. And then a couple of days later, they're going to fucking reveal that he's in a three, three film contract now. Um, so we will see. We will see what they will do. I'm excited for No Way Home. I saw the uh, what's it called, the Eternals, this past weekend, um, and uh, or, or sometime in the last yeah, this weekend. I saw it on uh, Saturday. Yeah. And you know what? Yep. All, all the complaints about it, as far as it being you know the worst, I, I've heard that it's the worst Marvel movie that they made. I still say that's Thor: The Dark World. Um, it's definitely in the <laughs> lower tier. Yeah. But it was it was yeah. it was nowhere near as bad as everybody made it out to be. Is it a lot to, to digest? Yes. They're introducing an entire team in one fell swoop with no prior introduction, but they're also giving us the giant cosmic fucking characters that are going to end up being like the next stage of things as well. Right. Isn't it isn't it, it is interesting? Quite fascinating. <laughs> It is fascinating. It is very interesting, and we'll see what happens. I know they played the No Way uh, the No Way Home trailer during Ghostbusters, and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> now I'm getting everything right in your face. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, they didn't hold anything back, and I was like, I don't want to close my eyes and hold my ears because like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, la, 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 la. I can't hear you, Spider Man. You're looking like you're having a Rain Man moment in the middle of the theater. <laughs> we do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. There, but there ain't so. no shame in that, man. I don't like spoilers. Yeah, nope, I, I hate it. I hate it, and that's why, like I said, I tried to avoid the Ghostbusters spoilers, but, of course, you get TV ads nowadays, and you're too lazy to turn the channel, and you're like, just fuck it. I'll just let it play out. <laughs> Can't be that bad. And it's like, no, it was. It was kind of bad. You know, but, yeah, same thing with Spider-Man. It's just... For some reason, they just can't hold back these days. Like they gotta, like they gotta give you some of that tea. You know, they gotta give you some of it. But it's like, dude, my dick's already hard for the movie. You don't need to fucking give me that much. You know, tease. Yeah, it, you know, tease, yeah, tease it, an episode a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, tra- trailers back in, you know, at least you know, even like as far like five years back or and more, it's like there was a trick to it, man. It like to lure you in, but it wasn't trying to show you as much of the movie as they could in that little bit. You know, it was, you know just to tease and get you interested and get you to show up, not, you know, bam, 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 in your face. You know, <laughs> we're going to give you all the spoilers right here. <laughs> yeah, but, and, and that's the thing, too, is that it's not like this modern age does it because the 70s used to do it a lot, too, um, in particular Halloween. You watch those trailers from back in the 70s. I mean, they fucking give you everything. They're like, let's just fucking give you every scene in the movie, then you can figure out how it ends. Like ah, it's like a two-minute trailer, and you're just showing me everything that Michael does. So, and they were doing it even back in the in the '70s, and even the uh, the first Friday Thirteenth, nineteen eighty, that trailer, they fucking just showed you every kill. They're like, listen, we're gonna count to thirteen, and we're gonna show you every fucking kill, and then we're gonna be like, wow, you gotta see this. <laughs> <I was> like what? 
But I know how everybody dies now. This is fucking crazy. So they've been doing it for, for decades. You know? It's not new. It's, just, it's one of those things where, yeah, this, less is more. You know, I want that 25-cent peep show where I just put the 25 cents in, I get a quick glimpse, you know, and then it's done. And then you're like, oh, that was fun. And then you go home. And then you jerk off to what you saw. But you didn't see a lot. You just, your mind has to put in the rest of the details. <laughs> You know what? In, in all of my in all of my depraved life, with all of the things that I have have done over the, the years and time, I do believe the I only time I have for the depravity I have ever have I have <laughs> ever done that with with those those machines or whatever was actually at the dean's bachelor party. So I think that is the oh, only time nice. I have ever ever in my life fucking popped any of those coins Wait, or a dollar what? or whatever you got to pay. The fucking video booths, man. It's fucking, remember? It was like you went in a booth? It was half porn store, <laughs> half remember. strip club, remember? Yeah, we were. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah. When did you go anyway. in the booth? <laughs> we went in the booth for all of when like he wandered away. I don't remember. I was fucking wasted. We were <laughs> annihilated. Fucking, by the time that, dinner was done at that fucking New Orleans restaurant, dude, that Cajun place we that went fucking, to, dude, we were. That place was fucking fantastic with the jazz music. Dude, that, that fucking awesome. place was amazing. Mm-hmm. Fort Leib's Jazz well, House Tuesday in Philly, man. Fucking awesome night, dude. It was oh, a you classic. Yeah, so it wasn't. You had a great night. <laughs> great night. But, all right. But moving away from Marvel nerds, uh, what else do you have? Except for that whip of ass you got. <laughs> yeah, the hair. There were hairs. Hair's hairs. Um... Uh, sorry. <laughs> staying, staying on the same, staying on the same topic. Uh, some of the things that the ghoul uh, was saying was <laughs> accurate in that uh, the 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 sheer amount of money that scalpers are trying to get for a ticket to see the Spider-Man movie is absurd. Uh, there mm-hmm. are tickets. Uh, and I did have this. Uh, the, the ghoul had started to bring it up, but I did have it in my notes. Like, there's a Spider-Man ticket. Right now, for the opportunity to see Spider-Man in uh, in Florida on Thursday the 16th at 7 p.m. at AMC West Oaks 14, uh, two t- I'm sorry, two tickets, uh, seats F1 and F2, uh, Auditorium 5, uh, that has a starting bid of $15,000 and a buy-it-now price set at $25,000. Uh, there are tickets for, and, and that doesn't mean anybody's going to buy them, but that's what they're listed at. No. And I'm looking right now. I have this on my screen: ten thousand, three thousand, five thousand, five thousand, fifteen hundred, uh, ten thousand, one thousand, four thousand. Buy it now. One thousand or best offer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I was also reading earlier today about how uh, there have been several fistfights and brawls that have broken out. Uh, amongst fans wow. trying to get tickets. And I just, I have to say, like, where? and look, uh, <laughs> I, the, the one that I was reading about was in Mexico. Uh, but what I... What, do they not have online to, ticket purchasing? I Look, I, I, I guess not. Apparently, but apparently what not I wanted to say, what I wanted to say is that, look, I get the excitement. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, when there is, you know, there's always movies coming out that I want to see, but when there's something coming out that I really want to see, we're talking about, for me personally, uh, and I can't speak for anybody else, but like the legacy films, for example, like when the next Creed film comes out, and when Halloween Ends come out, and like 
comes out and like when the Rambo film came out, like things like that for me are, are the things that like shoot to the top of my list where uh, I will carve out the time uh, to go and see it by myself. Like when I saw Halloween kills for the first time, like I left after work and went right to the movie theater mm-hmm. uh, for the showtime that was starting, like, like in Friday afternoon, like an hour after I got off of work. Uh, yeah. The, this, this incessant need uh, this clamoring, this insane, uh, like, kind of want to need to see a movie on the first day, which, yeah, it's going to be sold out, but, like, you can see it the next day or the day after that. Like, it's not <laughs> right. like when a band yep. is coming through town, like a band that you love is coming through town, and if you don't get a ticket, like, you might need to go to a scalper because if you want to see that band, and then the next, you know, then they're gone, you know? Like, fucking Spider-Man is going to be in the movies for fucking weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, someone that would spend and look, these prices that I'm looking at on eBay are ridiculous. And, uh, I, none of them say that there have any, that they even have any bids. And I know people are just putting it up there to try and, to try and get the money like some, like a Hail Mary opportunity here. But I just don't understand the, the, the idea to even spend 50 or $75 to try to get a ticket for something that you'll get for to see like a day or so later, you know, that, that's all. That's, I still don't understand. I, I completely agree. Yeah. I'm going to go see it on Saturday. Well, yeah. If you're going to go see a concert, like the, the Dean had said, but yeah, no, I'm going to go see it on Saturday when it's like 10 bucks. I'm paying $50 for a ticket to go see Spider-Man. Like, unless it comes with Andrew Garfield sitting next to you or something like that being like, Shh, I might be in this one. I'm like, Oh shit. That's easily a thousand dollars. Cool. He's gonna sit next to me. <laughs> you know, but no, not not for those. But I mean, it's and then it's I can insane. stroke his like, lovely you, hair. <laughs> yeah, for some reason it's Spider Man. Like you, you think Ghostbusters would have that? Like people fighting, you know, to get a Ghostbusters ticket. This is the legacy movie. Like this is the one we wanted. It's not 2016 anymore. We can forget about that one. But now, yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, no, I just want to. <laughs> There's a major difference there, though. You know what I mean? They, they've yet to really... The thing is, is Spider-Man has proven to be quite a popular character, which is why Sony has not given him up. Um, so they, yeah, they just yeah, con- continue that. to make money, and they, they, they did a great job with it. And whether you like Tom Holland or not, you know, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think he is... A, I think he, he, personally, he is my favorite Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I think he does a great job on both. Uh, I like his work yeah. as both as well. <laughs> I I don't mind him. I mean, I'm I'm still a uh, still a Tobey Maguire guy, you know. And I I kind of hope that there you know there's fans online that kind of want that Wolverine Logan movie where it's like old man you know uh, Parker and it's Tobey Maguire. I was like, I'd see it. I'd go fucking see that movie. I mean, nothing against Tom Holland. I I think he's the best one, but I just still have that favoritism towards uh, Maguire. I thought he kind of nailed Damn both. Right. <laughs> well, that, well that, that yeah, but also Sam Raimi helped. <laughs> Sam Raimi helped, and, you know, and having Bruce being all three helped a lot too, because he just wanted to see where Bruce was going to show up in his cameo. But no, I just I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Garfield, I thought was the weakest one, you know, and and you know, um, I would honestly, at the end of the day, I would love a Miles Morales movie, like the Ghoul was saying before. I, I fucking want a Miles Morales movie so bad, a live action one, not not an animated one. And years ago, when the rumor was that it was going to happen, I wanted Donald Glover from Community to, to play Miles Morales, but now it might happen again. So I don't know. I just I want a fucking Miles Morales movie. I think the character is so interesting and so much fun. You know, we, we've had Peter Parker. 
You know, give us something different. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a, all down with a, it. It'll be a fresh breath of, uh, you know, uh, of a different persuasion, which yeah. is which is nice, man. It's something I think that they really hit. That's something that, you know, for all the complaints about Eternals, it would be nice if some of the people singing, the, you know, singing a few of the praises might turn around and say, like, the fucking ethnicity of that cast was amazing. And they all... Oh, yeah. Were like their roles were fantastic in Eternals, you know, like that. That is one of the the shining bright points of it: representation of just about everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and cool. like we've all said on the show as well, Black Panther is an amazing movie, and it's kind of nice to have uh, you know a different uh, ethnicity, you know, being showcased in a Marvel movie, you know, and actually being fucking good. Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, was fucking amazing as Black Panther. And, of course, Michael B. Jordan playing the villain. I mean, you couldn't ask for a fucking better movie. It's just it's perfect in every way. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's, you know, we get the whitewashing thing. We get that a lot of superheroes are, are white, and you know, but to have different ethnicities show up uh, is, is great. But, you know, moving away, I, I guess, from Marvel, I don't know if you have anything else, Dean, but uh, what else do you have on the docket for tonight? Well, I just wanted to fill in a piece of information. So, Ghoul, what had happened was uh, the Mexican – uh, cinema apps where you could buy tickets, uh, Cinopolis and Cinemex, uh, they, they were not able to get their online sale system going, so they opened for in-person selling of tickets, uh, and then an all-out brawl took place when people tried to cutting, cutting the long line. Uh, so apparently there was an all-out mm. fight with kicking and, and people jumping into the fray, and uh, other moviegoers were apparently able to like kill them out and stop them, but like when uh you know that's that's what that's what happened when the sites when the sites there uh kind of sputtered out so uh that that is what led wow. to this fighting and brawling it's crazy of fucking maniacs oh my god i need my Insane. spider-man ticket um <laughs> uh you know i i want to say that i feel like this is old news but it was new news in the shit that i was reading uh yesterday or the day before uh, but apparently, uh, Bruce Campbell has said that he is no longer going to be playing the character of Ash. Um, yeah. I know that we've talked about this quite some time ago, but apparently mm-hmm. uh, providing some additional context is that simply uh, he physically cannot handle it anymore. Uh, he said that he has saved uh, emails from the third season of Ash vs. the Evil Dead that he was sharing with the directors and uh, he was imploring them to please have a stunt man uh, on hand that he just can't mm-hmm. handle shit. Like his knee was struggling. He can't run. He can't jump uh, that he has given all he has got, got to give for the character and has left it all on the table. Uh, but he simply physically cannot handle it anymore. I feel like I might've said the same fucking story like two years ago, but it was, it came through my radar uh, again uh, so I just felt compelled to tell our listening audience in case they didn't know, uh, which if you are listening to our show and you are fans of horror movies, I would imagine you would know this already. But just in case you didn't know, uh, Bruce Campbell will not play Ash again. Well, it was new details. You know, he he kind of just kind of went into it with newer details about exactly why he, he just cannot play Ash again. Um, other than just I'm retiring and that's it. Because um, you could tell in Ash versus Evil Dead season three that he's just over it. Like he's he's not moving around as good as he used to. I mean, he's an older guy. Yeah. You know, so for him to kind of say, you know what, that's it. I'm I'm proud of the guy. I mean, he gave us three seasons of that show plus three movies. Like it's enough. 
you know, Ash can happily retire to Michigan, you know, and, and live out his days at Esmont. You know, he doesn't have to put on the chainsaw again, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of what we have. And, and for Bruce to do it for three seasons, even though he was hurting, uh, you know, it says a lot about his character, you know, not just Ash, but himself as an actor. He's willing to put himself through that for the fans and for people that love Evil Dead. So, you know, the additional details were great. And, you know, Bruce, I'm always going to watch whatever he does. I mean, I watched Black Friday. I thought that was fucking amazing. So anything that he does, and even that Hallmark Walmart special was good. The, the Hallmark uh, Christmas movie it was good. It was, it was a, you know, a heartwarming movie, but it was fun to see Bruce in it. Playing a, Did a he have former, more than five you know, big minutes? Rock star. Oh, yeah, he was in the entire movie. Like he's, oh, he's okay. a former rock star, and he's coming home, and Peter Gallagher was his singing partner, and they're kind of reuniting for the first time. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's just nice to see Bruce as something where he doesn't have to beat up an alien. He can just, you know, be a nice guy and say his lines and not have to roll around in dirt and, and beat up demons. You know, it was, it was a fun movie, you know, uh, December night. I recommend it if you guys have the Hallmark Channel and looking for something with Bruce in it that doesn't involve horror. But uh, I know he's heavily involved with Evil Dead Rise, and he's been giving out information about that movie. So he's still involved with Evil Dead, just he's not putting that chainsaw again. So, and I'm fine with that. So good for him. You know, thank you for your service, Mr. Campbell, and all that you do. Hail to the chin, as I like to say. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But, he gave us everything that he can. We, we can't ask for any more, man. The dude deserves a proper retirement. No, I couldn't agree more. But, all right, Dean, what do you have next? What's going on? I had mentioned uh, Halloween Kills before when I was talking, I mean, Halloween Ends, uh, when talking about looking forward to the theaters, but mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, 12 days from today, on December 13th, we'll see the digital release of the extended version of Halloween Kills. Uh, the mm. physical media will be coming uh, in January 11th. Uh, the DVD, Blu-ray, uh, Death by Exclusive Steelbook uh, will feature all kinds of featurettes and deleted scenes as well as the extended uh, version. Uh, but apparently there's an extended version, uh, and most of that's focusing on uh, the ending of the film. Uh, I don't have the specifics of what that this uh, entails, but uh, it's going to be showing up on... Oh, shit, I should have wrote it down. I don't fucking remember, but... Uh, you know, Halloween uh, Kills is currently on Peacock, but the digital version of um, showing up. Oh God, fuck! I should have made a fucking note, but let me tell you where it's. Where it's, uh, it's gonna be. Uh, no. Uh, no, it's not. I I I I take this portion of the program uh, very seriously, and I feel like I'm failing uh, the audience right now. Uh, it's going to be a Oh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be on iTunes. Shame. <laughs> okay, iTunes, very nice. Um, iTunes. Yeah, I'm so, I'm, I'm uh, going to buy it. So, <laughs> I'm 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 not buying anything on iTunes, but I well, I'm no, sure that. that but I buy the physical copy, the steelbook. Right. Oh, fucking steelbooks. Well, the Steelbook, I know, is a Best Buy exclusive. So if you're going to want is, the yeah. Steelbook, you're gonna you're gonna have to do business. Uh, with the blue and yellow. I will, you know, and I probably will watch it once and then never again, just like I did with my 2018 Blu-ray that's sitting on my shelf right now that I watch once and never again because I'm a completionist, <laughs> and that's my curse as a horror collector. 
You just you have to get it. I mean, I have the novelization sitting right in front of me for Halloween Kills that uh, I listened to. I a have lot the of novelization and, uh, read the too. I haven't I haven't read the mm-hmm. novelization yet. I do have it. Uh, I can't decide what I'm going to do about that because I did read uh, the quick the novelization for the first one, and I got to the novelization for the second one. It didn't arrive till just a couple of days. I think the 26th of October uh, it arrived. Uh, but mm-hmm. I also, as you all know, got the second Taking Shape book about the all of the Halloween sequels and scripts that uh, were not yep. produced. And I'm about a third of the way through that book. But being that, that, for me, and I can only talk about my own feelings surrounding this topic, but I feel that now that we're mm-hmm. out of the Halloween season, I feel that uh, the Taking Shape book, the rest of it, uh, and I am like at a good place to stop, like in between discussions of the different editions. Uh, and yeah. Halloween Kills might get put up on the shelf until we get back to like late September, early October next year. It was like fun reading. I read Taking Shape, the first book, uh, in the run up to mm-hmm. Halloween last year, and uh, you know I didn't get it till very late in the Halloween season this year. So I think I'll put that stuff away until next season. It's just like fun to read that in the season. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. And I have both editions as well, um, and Halloween Kills. I finish it in a day, so it's a quick read. It, it's actually shorter than the Halloween novelization that came out back when that 2018 version came out, so uh, it's a much quicker read. Uh, but it does fill in a lot of the holes, like I said. It, it, uh, for better or for worse, <laughs> it, it, it tries. It, it, definitely, it definitely tries, uh, but it's well worth a, a, a check out to read. I know that uh, they started releasing details about Halloween Ends, uh, filming underneath the name of Cave Dweller, and they started releasing some character uh, characters that are going to be in the movie that don't involve Michael or Lori, but uh, people that they're looking for to fill in for the cast. So it's going to start in January, and then uh, October 15th, 2022, we're going to have the, the ending of the David Gordon Green uh, Halloween. So. We'll see how that turns out. Right. I would absolutely fucking love, love for them to fucking totally pull like a, a out of left field, let Halloween ends be like a continuation of Halloween 3 and have like no Michael Myers in it whatsoever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just continue on the story of Silver Shamrock. And then Tom Atkins shows up and he's like, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Where's my Meister Brow and some young trim? (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Chalice, you look so good. Oh, yeah, I'm looking for the young girl to bang. Then I got a mystery to solve. That's all we need from you. Oh, you son of a bitch. I love you. (laughs) You That's it. Just have it be about Tom Atkins returning as as Dr. Don Chalice. I would be on board for it. Like, you go to Haddonfield, and he shows up in a fucking rusted-out pickup truck, six-pack beside him. Well, guess I'm in Haddonfield. They said that there was some silver shamrock masks here. Got to investigate. Whoa, it got dark. Thrill me. Hey, Lori, your, your, your granddaughter's looking awful good. Does she have any secrets that she wants to tell me? No, no, I, I think uh, we're going to go. Does she want to get a hotel room? We can go investigate the old factory. No, there's no factories in Haddonfield. Oh, well. No. All right. No, this is, this is going to be like, uh-uh, no, no, not again. I fell for that in the fog. We're not doing that shit again. <laughs> oh, man, she, she fell right on top of that cock, you know, in the fog. <laughs> he didn't waste any time. Are you weird? Yeah, I am. What? Fuck. 
I was like, man, <laughs> Tom Atkins doesn't have to try. And he doesn't have a mustache in that movie. He was clean shaven in that movie. And he still got that Jimmy Lee Curtis trim. Good for him. <laughs> Shows you the power of Atkins. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't you know, need you a flavor saver to get this chick. <laughs> and when you ask him in interviews, he's like, yeah, because I was. <laughs> no, yeah, he's proud of that. He's like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> she got in the truck, and next thing we know, we're in a fucking hotel room. Talk about that. It makes it even weirder when you find out in Halloween 3 that his wife played the uh, woman next into the room next to them when he's having sex with uh, this Grimbridge, and she's the one that gets her face blasted off. Like, that was his wife at the time, and I was like, oh, that's even weird. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the fact that his wife is playing this woman getting her face blasted off in bed by the Silver Shamrock pin, and he's just plowing, you know, Ellie Grimbridge in the next room. Good job, man. <laughs> yeah. It's the power of Atkins. I mean, the guy brought a six-pack with him for an investigation into Ellie Grimbridge's father, but he had to stop at the beer store on the way. <laughs> it's like, yeah. need. I love you, Ash, but Dr. Dan Chalice is the same shit, man. He brings beer with him on investigation. And then he has to go out for more at a certain point. He's like, yeah, no, I got to step out for a bottle. Like, no, he's moving up the bottles now. <laughs> he's got the liquor in him now. We're going to take down Connor Cochran tomorrow. I got to work off this hangover first. But it's Halloween. <laughs> ah, shit, wake me up in an hour. <laughs> you got any cigarettes? No. <laughs> I just I love that okay. character. And, and thank you. And, yeah, but anyway, moving on. Dean, what do you have for us? Oh, what do I have? What do I have? Uh, Peter Jackson making the rounds uh, in talking mm-hmm. to the press uh, about his Disney Plus Get Back documentary. And I don't know about any of you, but I have watched the entire thing, all eight plus hours, including part two twice. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I can, I know, I know the ghoul, but I don't know about the monkey and the king about your feelings surrounding the Beatles and your interest in watching uh, eight hours of them sitting around in the studio trying to put a record together. That is just the footage of that. There is no, uh, there is no narrative. There is no narration. There is no story framing uh, whatsoever. Uh, has anybody seen this yet by chance? I have. Yeah. I definitely watched it. As soon as I found out it was released. Uh, yep. I don't know about the, the ghoul and, uh, and uh, monkey. I haven't had a chance to yet. <laughs> Are you talking no, about the thing that's on, D- on Disney Plus? What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yes. no, I have not watched it yet. Um, you got to watch it, man. Uh, it's essential viewing. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's great. Uh, it's yeah. fucking mind-boggling. Uh, I, yeah. Like I said, and, and, and ghoul, obviously, you know, we, we this is not the, the podcast for that, but uh, given uh, all of the experience and uh, events and uh, times that we had in our circle uh, that the Beatles were such a huge part of that sphere, uh, talk about um, just completely being overwhelmed and overcome and flooded with memories uh, through it. Uh, just an incredible Schmeckler. viewing experience. But uh, as far yeah, as far as Disney Plus, though, uh, this is, uh, you know, Peter Jackson was making the rounds to do press for this, and uh, he was asked about his early films, and he uh, has said that while 
the 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 sheer amount of time putting together uh, the Beatles Get Back took. Uh, this per- these particular projects got put on the back burner, but he did say that uh, his early films, Bad Taste, Dead Alive, and uh, AKA Brain Dead or Brain Dead, AKA Dead Alive, and uh, Meet the Feebles, are currently mm-hmm. in the process of being completely uh, remastered uh, and uh, hopefully uh, within another year or so uh, they will come out. And I will have to say this. If he is using the technology that he used on the Beatles Get Back film, I cannot wait to see these films because it is oh, yeah. it is absolutely yep. remarkable the job that Insane. he did. Uh, the, the definition and clarity and cleanliness of this film stock that's like 50 years old, it legitimately is like mm-hmm. we're sitting in the room with the fucking Beatles. It was unbelievable. So oh. if he is using that same technology for his early movies, I cannot wait. And I will happily wait another year or two uh, for that opportunity. But he, you know, uh, this show is such a fan of those films that I just felt compelled to, to talk about uh, the 4K restorations that are currently taking place. Yeah, that, that what he did to restore that footage, it looks like it just was filmed yesterday. Yes. Yes, so yeah, it looks like it was filmed yesterday. So it was unbelievable. And yeah, it's a it's a process. I mean it's eight hours, but it's a four part series. It's well worth checking out. Yes. It doesn't it, never it, knew it's George Harrison. Three part series and uh, it 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 did not feel it did not feel its length in any way. No. It goes by so fast. But like I said, it just I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, George Harrison, diva. That's all I got to say. That was my takeaway. I disagree, but this is not this is not the, the show to debate uh, such yeah. such topics. <laughs> I can go on forever about, but yeah. So yeah, that, I can't wait for for uh, bad taste. I'm a huge fan of that, so I can't wait for that restoration. As much as I love Dead Alive, I think Bad Taste is my favorite of those splatter movies that he did uh, back when he started his career. Meet the Feebles is fun too, but yeah, Bad Taste is just so ridiculous and fun. So I'm looking forward to seeing a, a restoration of those. But all right. So what else do you have next? Uh, what I have next, as far as also in the world of restorations, Hammer Films hmm. uh, has reached a yes. new partnership uh, with uh, UK's network distributing uh, to mm-hmm. uh, restore all of the old Hammer Films as well as well uh, as developing new ones. Uh, Hammer Films and Network (laughs) Distributing uh, has formed a new company, Hammer Studios Limited. Uh, Network Distributing, this UK company, like this is their thing. Uh, They uh, get into partnerships with uh, old studios or properties and uh, restore them and bring them back to to the people. Uh, They have been doing this for quite some time. Uh, They've been doing this with all kinds of British stuff, both uh, films and television uh, series, and uh, has been responsible for the restoration uh, and re-releasing of hundreds of different uh, properties. So uh, it just Mm. made, I guess, sense for them to pursue a a relationship with Hammer. So if you are a fan of Hammer films, uh, Hammer uh, will rise again. They're too legit. Yeah. They they definitely tried to have a resurgence back in the twenty ten. Um, <laughs> yeah. um they they did uh The Woman in Black with uh with Daniel Radcliffe from the Harry Potter movies. 
And then they did uh, has, let the right one in. Stop right there for a second. Has anybody by chance seen like the the old like British TV film, The Woman in Black? I have, yeah. I've seen it too. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. It, it, uh, it, pretty cool viewing. It, it's a fantastic view. Uh, I definitely liked it better than the 2012 uh, movie with Daniel Radcliffe. I, think I didn't, lot, I didn't uh, see the 2012. Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw it in theaters. It wasn't bad. Uh, you know, it was different for Did Daniel Radcliffe to play something other than Harry Potter. Uh, we might have had to look at the episode list. We might have covered it, might it have at some point. Maybe. Well, if it's a uh, horror you, it's movie, doesn't pick horror movies. <laughs> That's true. He takes a decent one. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they did, uh, still picked horror movies. <laughs> back in yeah, the day. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, they did that one. They also did Let Me In, which was the remake of Let the Right One In, which I think is a fantastic vampire film. And then these yeah, restorations so that are going to happen, we're going to get Curse of Frankenstein, and then their Dracula movies with Christopher Lee, um, the Mummy movies with Peter Cushing. So, I mean, the gothic style that they created back in 55 throughout the 70s, uh, it, it's amazing. So for Hammer to come back to be a powerhouse, hopefully in 2022, I'm, I'm all for it. Because they, they made some amazing movies, you know, that, that are worth checking out, especially if you like the classic yeah, Universal Monsters. Yeah, bring the hammer <laughs> down. Exactly right. You know, you know, give everybody a chance to see the Roy Ward, ba- Roy Ward Baker movies or the Terrence Gilling movies, you know, and, and check them out for the first time, hopefully restored in like a 4K edition. Oh, I can't wait. I'll buy them all. <laughs> I don't care on day one. I was like, I'm buying the entire catalog. I don't care. Because they're amazing <laughs> to see, um, you know, especially if you want to see a different take on, on Frankenstein uh, and uh, Christopher Lee as Dracula, probably the best Dracula, you know, since the Mexican version back in 31 when Bill Lugosi was doing his gig. Um, but again, yeah, you can't go all it. day. <laughs> it's just, I can go all day about it. I won't. That's for a different podcast episode. All right. So Dean, what else do you have? Uh, that's a very good question. What else do I have? Let's find out. Let's find well, out. Well, right. Dracula, uh, some are, of you are, have been... are, are we going to talk to, talk hmm. about the news about Dracula? <clears throat> do you have that Ooh. on your docket, Dean? Dracula, uh, the new. I think so. It might be on the docket, but it's not on the docket yet because what's on the docket now is the USA slash sci-fi collaboration of Chucky, uh, which has yes. seen an uptick in its ratings after a lull mm-hmm. uh, post-first episode. The ratings have started to increase again. Uh, it's been announced that uh, season two is officially a go. Uh, last yeah. night was the 90-minute finale of season one. Uh, and fantastic. Uh, I, you know, I, I have not seen any of it, but they have announced that the season two of Chucky uh, is officially a go. Um, they have been pleased with its performance. And uh, there will be more Chucky uh, in your future. Yep, just watched it last night. Eight episodes. Well worth checking out. I know it's on Peacock now, so if you have Peacock, you can watch all the episodes. Uh, they're also on USA and Sci-Fi. But man, I cannot be any happier with how it ended. After Cult of Chucky, I thought I was done. And then, like Al Pacino and Godfather, they pulled me back in, and I just fucking <laughs> loved it. I just every episode. I was so happy. And, uh, you know, I know I kept telling Monkey about it. I was like, dude, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. He's like, yeah, well, maybe one day. I'm like, no, dude, seriously. It's awesome. And he's like, yeah, okay. I was like, you know, I know. I'm a, I'm a Chucky guy, too. So to see what they did with it, it was a lot of fun. You know, I can't wait for 2022 and season two. Um, so, yeah, definitely check it out. It's only eight episodes. 
they're an hour piece. You know, if you're a binger, it could take you a day. But, yeah, I can't say anything more good about that. All right, so moving away from Chucky, what else? The journalistic uh, website Complex has uh, put out what they're calling the 53 hardest to watch scenes in movie history. And I am not going to sit here and tell you 53 hardest scenes to watch in movie history, but I'm going to tell you their top Hmm. five very quickly. Uh, Okay. The fifth hardest scene to watch in movie history comes from the film Antichrist uh, when the clitoris is cut off with a scissor. I would agree with that. Uh, The fourth uh, hardest scene to watch is from something that I've never heard of called Benny's Video. Uh, And apparently it has to do with a a murder with a bolt shooting pistol. Uh, But I'm not familiar with that. Uh, The third hardest scene to watch is from a film, I believe a French film monkey called Inside, uh, where a fetus is cut out of a pregnant woman. Uh, Mm -hmm. Second... Uh, hardest scene to watch in movie history comes from uh, Salo or 120 Days of Sodom, where uh, just the entire final murder sequence. And yep, then, I agree with that. Uh, they, and, and, and before I even opened this list, I said to myself that there's no way uh, that this is not going to be on this list, but they list the hardest scene to watch, the number one hardest scene to watch to be uh, the rape sequence uh, from Irreversible. But they called that sequence in their list uh, Latenia, but the Latenia sequence was the uh, the fire extinguisher sequence that opens the film, which yeah. also is a horrific scene to watch. But um, they're calling oh, yeah. the rape scene from Irreversible um, the hardest scene to watch. So you can find the rest of the list at complex.com, but I wanted to share the top five. That's a pretty good list. You can't really argue with that. And some good ones. You All know, right. but irreversible, it's kinda of hard because that whole movie's hard. <laughs> yes. So it's a really but those two a, sequences a in that film are, are fucking brutal. Yeah. And like when you start to watch Irreversible, you don't exactly know what the fuck is going on because it starts with those two fat old naked men laying in the bed, but then the camera <laughs> is like the camera it's, it's, is like is like rolling yeah. in circles and like spiraling <laughs> yeah. and then you're like in this fucking nightclub and you can't tell what the fuck is going on and there's guy it looks like the blue oyster and there's like just all kinds of yep. craziness going on and then all of a sudden <laughs> a guy gets hit in the fucking face with a fire yeah. extinguisher like 30 fucking times until his face is legitimate like fucking orange mush fucking pudding so uh pretty fucking uh, yeah tough stuff to watch I mean, I, I have to check that list out because I wonder if they included uh, the new movie by Julia Ducorno, Titan, which has really fucking unsettling scenes in that movie, but it's so good. Uh, it just came out this year. But, yeah, uh, serial killer that fucks a car. That's all I can tell you about Titan. <laughs> just go off from that. It's very fucking unsettling. So. Um, definitely, you know, it's I've worth checking just out. just provided you the opportunity in our chat. Excellent. Uh, All right. What else do you have? Uh, January January fifteenth, we know, will be the uh, the unveiling to the world of the uh, the next Scream film, the fifth Scream film, which is once again just called Scream. Uh, But Mm -hmm. uh, they have announced that, like the rest of the series, 
uh, predictably, this film is going to be rated R for strong, bloody, bloody, strong, bloody violence, uh, gr- uh, language, uh, you know, graphic language throughout, and some, some sexual references. Uh, but if you were hmm. sitting at the edge of your seat wondering what the rating was going to be for Scream 5, uh, your, your, your question has now been answered. I was, and now I'm glad. And no one's at the battle. I'm glad I know now. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So what's next? What do you got? So uh, the monkey started to ask, but yes, uh, where Nicolas Cage was uh, once uh, one of the biggest uh, mainstream box office stars uh, performing in all kinds of blockbusters, spanning all kinds of genres uh, in a very long career uh, and made hundreds upon millions of dollars uh, that he promptly pissed away in a million different ways uh, and has become one who uh, pretty much goes into any single movie uh, that he can get hired on uh, to varying degrees of enjoyment and success. Uh, we had talked previously on the show about the uh, the film Renfield, which is going to mm-hmm. focus on uh, Dracula's henchmen, uh, and this is a you know this is a this is a, a universal like a big studio movie, uh, but it has been announced that Nicolas Cage is going to play uh, the character of Dracula in the Chris McKay uh, Renfield film. So um, some people seem to be very excited about that. I know I am. I think he can do it. I, I definitely think that he can. I mean, it's it's going to be tough, you know, for him not to rage cage. But, it's going to be uh, tough as hell. I'm excited for it. <laughs> you know, it's going to be have to be a much more muted performance. We don't want vampires kiss Nicolas Cage. You know, we want to have <laughs> you know, Dracula. Yeah, any serious that like, movie had, and this movie's going to go to total shit. <laughs> But still, yeah, you have to remember, I, I, though, and, and what the monkey, what the, I'm sorry, what the king is saying is probably accurate as far as what his performance must be like. Because you have to remember, this is not a movie about Dracula. Uh, this is a movie about right. Dracula's assistant. Uh, this is not mm-hmm. like a, 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 a Nicolas Cage showcase, if you will. Yeah, man. No, I got you. The they're, gonna, <laughs> they're just going to have him like walk through screens and not say a goddamn word. He can't say a motherfucking word. Well, he's not. He... No, I mean, it, that's, a, that's the weird thing about Nicolas Cage, though. I mean, as much as we, we, we talk about Rage Cage and how he can go wild and, and things like that, or play a muted character in Willy's Wonderland, like, I saw the movie that he did earlier this year called Pig, uh, which people say is like John Wick, but with a pig. He can play a very muted, very kind of just soft character, but also with a different side to him. So he can still play that. Like, he doesn't have to go Rage Cage. Like, he can still do it. Um, and he did it in Pig. So I'm excited to see what he brings to Dracula. Hopefully it's not kitschy. Hopefully it's not funny. You know, and, but I think he can do it. I, I have faith, you know, in Cage. You know, I know I always say he's one of my favorite actors, but I definitely think he can do it. If he really has some good script to work off of, yeah, I have faith. All right, I we'll think see. If, uh, yeah, I think if the script is good and he comes in yeah. with the right mindset for it, um, yeah, I think yeah. he could absolutely knock it out of the park. I think he is a great choice uh, casting-wise. I think he can really, really do it. I think I, I would love to see a very – I'd love to see a subdued, creepy performance 
from from yeah. Nicolas Cage. I would fucking absolutely, I would go bonkers for it. Yeah, and I think that's what you need. Like the dean even said, this isn't Dracula's movie; it's Renfield's. So we don't even know how much time he's going to have on the screen as Dracula. So I mean, to me, less is more. I mean, and I was absolutely. So we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see more develop uh, for this Renfield movie. But all right, Dean, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into the movie tonight? Yes, I do have something else that I want to talk about very briefly. Well, okay. And that is that, uh, you know, so many people love Stan Lee so very, very much. And uh, Mm -hmm. Timur Beckmatter, or Beckmater, apparently is building a cinematic universe based on uh, Stan Lee's horror stories uh, that he wrote, uh, teaming up with uh, ZQ Entertainment. Uh, they're going to be starting with Stan Lee's stories, uh, Carnival of Killers, and something called Sawbones. Apparently, uh, Stan Lee wrote a, uh, a, a significant amount of horror stories, and uh, they're going to be developing a cinematic universe surrounding the horror stories of Stan Lee. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, when I post it on the the, uh, the Facebook page, just to see them go into like the the weird comics, you know, the, the nightmare volumes. I mean, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what those '70s uh, comic books and seeing how they translate to modern audiences, where it's not about superheroes and it's more about ghouls and and vampires and mummies and things like that. So, looking forward to seeing what they develop. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm the only one who has a thought about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. All right. So, is that it for tonight, Dean? Yeah, that is it for tonight, Kate. Okay. Well, kicking it off, we got the van, we got the surfing, we got the wolves. All right. Mad Monkey, uh, this is your pick, Teen Wolf from 85, directed by Rod Daniel. Take us away, sir. All right. This is the story of Scott Howard, a frustrated teenager who's tired of not fitting in, feeling left out, and especially of being average. That is until, like all young men, his body starts to go through changes. Sure, most teenagers, as they hit puberty, start to get pimples, get certain desires, and grow hair in new places, but our dear Scott Howard starts to grow hair everywhere. For you see, Scott Howard is just as a teenager. He's a fucking teen wolf, baby! (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> this movie because, dude, it's a, it's a classic movie from the VHS rental days of the 80s and 90s. And because this movie uh, stars Michael J. Fox, beloved child actor from 80s TV series Family Ties and Back to the Future, all our parents thought nothing, absolutely nothing, of letting us rent this movie. But this film is Far from a family-friendly Spielberg movie. This film is actually a great 80s party film about what life is really like in high school. It's really about trying to get drunk, trying to get stoned, trying to get laid, all while trying to avoid the attention of the vice principal. All right. So what do you think about it? it yeah, it's just straight up fun, man. It, it really is. It's... It, 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 Going in, again, you expect it to be a, you know, a lighthearted family film, and then once you actually go in and see everything that's going on, it's just a great 80s party movie, and it's just really, really fun and cheesy to watch. It's just, for me, it's just, yeah, just fun. <laughs> All right. So, cool. What do you think about Teen Wolf? 
I mean, you know, kind of like what we said at the end of the show when he announced the the pick last week. You know, it's it's Sheen Wolf. I'm always going to have a high level of nostalgic love for this movie. Um, not one that I caught in the theater. I did see Back to the Future in theaters. Teen Wolf, for some reason, I didn't. It came out, like, I don't know, like a couple months later, I think. And uh, somehow it just, it just did not fall into my, my theatrical viewing. I ended up catching it, like, on VHS at my cousin's house, like, a year later or something like that. I knew about the movie, just one that I just never got around to seeing until about a year after release. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a... a fun 1980s when you're fucking eight years old teen wolf is one of the best movies you've ever seen it's it's a nice little uh <laughs> nice little way to graduate from being a child to to starting to watch some some stuff that you know again at that point you know i'd probably seen like fritz the cat and shit like that but like also watching things like porkies this is like a a lighter harder lighter hearted version of like that kind hmm. of film, but like you know, I was already into the depraved thing, but Teen Wolf is still very fun as well. <laughs> All right, so uh, Dean, what do you think about Teen Wolf? I mean, what can you say about Teen Wolf? I'll tell you what I can say about Teen Wolf. I just fucking love this movie. Uh, this is, you know, when I sit down and, and consider eighty cinema, it's it's not one that often like comes to the forefront of my thoughts. But when I do think of it, uh, it brings me nothing but happiness. Uh, it's such a unique uh, film for its time. And uh, with a whole assortment of interesting characters uh, and the most absurd premise uh, on, on all fronts. Um, you know, taking some cues from the Michael Landon, uh, I was a teenage werewolf film from the 1950s, of yeah. course. Uh, but... Um, just, just complete absurdity, and I fucking love it so very much, and, uh, you know, the monkey had, had reached out to me a couple of weeks ago to, to be sure if I was going to be on this, uh, episode or not, so, uh, very much looking forward to talk about this one, man. I just fucking love Teen Wolf. Just fucking love it. So what about you, King? Um, yeah, I like Teen Wolf. I do. I mean, it's not one of my favorites, but I do like it. Um, again, I saw it at a very early age because of the HBO runs that they had, that with uh, Team Wolf and then the sequel. Um, it, it's one of those movies where even like now when I watch it, it's like, hey, let's make a werewolf movie, but like kind of not. Like let's just, you know, it's going to be there, but it's kind of not as well. And then let's just see what happens. So, you know, Rod Daniel directing it, I thought he did a good job with it, but it's, you know, Michael J. Fox as as the wolf, it's more like he's a wolf man, like, you know, in terms of not technically a werewolf because they're not applying the werewolf rules. Like, he, he could become the wolf whenever he wants. It just doesn't have to be a full moon. He could just do it whenever he wants and have fun with it, and you don't get any killings or anything like that, so there's no blood in the movie. It's so, again, very horror adjacent, very much a teen sex comedy where Michael J. Fox uh, plays the wolf. Um, but it's also one of those movies, too, where you get Mark Holton playing Chubby, and he gets the girl. So, I mean, the 80s were a great time to be a fat guy because you could always get pussy, you know, in these movies. It doesn't matter how, how fat you are. You can just get it. I mean, look at Prom Night with Flick. Look at My Buddy Valentine with, with Hollis. Yeah, it was great. You know, it was like one of those great times where you could just go to a teen sex party whenever you wanted to because it just happened. You know, you go to a guy's house and there's some people <laughs> laying in whipped cream and there's people going in the closet, you know. So it's, 
it's a, it's a fun movie. It is. I mean, it's just you kind of wish that they played more with with the wolf thing and and uh, I don't know maybe a little less with the comedy. But I mean, at the same time, it's still a classic. I mean, it's still one of those movies where it's kind of amazing to think that Back to the Future came out at the same time as, as Teen Wolf. So you get two movies. And again, I'm not a big Michael J. Fox fan. I don't care for him too much. I'm not even a big fan of, of Back to the Future with him in it. So, um, but it, it's fun seeing him in this movie where he has uh, Pamela Wells and, and Booth to pick from. And it's like, why wouldn't you go with the girl that likes anal sex? I mean, it's in the fucking nickname. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. go with her. Yeah, I, I know, right? Because, again, you know, they're, they're marketing this kind of as a family comedy kind of thing. And then there we go. We've got the best friend. And he, even as a little kid, I didn't know a lot about sex, but I knew what the fuck boofing was. And I was like, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> and yeah, she's perfectly and, fine yeah. with this nickname. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they don't, like, her name is Lisa. I mean, she does have a first name. But for some reason, like, even his father calls her boof. <laughs> It's not Lisa. It's like, hey, Lisa stopped over. Like, cool, right? Like, I'm like, that's a weird relationship they have too, where it's like they're they're very comfortable with each other. You know, his, his father, who is playing uh, is played by James Hampton, who I used to confuse all the fucking time with Edward Herman, who played uh, in The Lost Boys. I used to get those two guys confused oh, okay. all the time because they're very similar. And I used to think that Edward Herman was the father in Team Wolf, and I was like, no, no, it's James Hampton. But they're just so similar. You know, they have the same body type. They, they talk the same. So, you know, I, I always used to get those two confused. But, um, you know, like when the movie starts, like they have this weird fucking soundtrack. We're like, this is a weird horror movie because they're playing this very weird kind of creepy soundtrack where you have people chanting in the background. Like, what am I getting into? Oh, no, we're at a basketball game where, you know, Marty McFly yeah. is, is trying to get the, the shot. <laughs> And he's just trying to get it. Fucking basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) And watching it this time around, I actually noticed that the principal of the school that's talking to the coach is the Sheriff Charlie from Halloween 5 that gets hung out the window of the Myers place by Michael Myers at the end. I was like, wow, okay, in a couple more years, they're going to be in a Halloween movie, buddy. You know, gear up. (laughs) It's, It's so weird to see that. And I just, I love the coach doesn't give a shit. He's just like, hey, if you got some better sneakers, maybe they'd be a better team. I don't know. No, dude. <laughs> coach Finstock, Coach Finstock is fucking <laughs> yeah. awesome. 12 hours of sleep, the- no cards with someone with the same first name as the city. <laughs> right? Don't forget the fucking advice. Don't forget the advice. Yeah. And don't meet up with a girl that has a dagger tattoo on her body. If you do all three of those things, exactly. you'll be crazy. Stick to that baby and everything else is cream cheese. <laughs> yeah. You know, the fact that he's eating hard-boiled eggs during one of the games, and he's like, hey, go get me salt. Salt. Give me salt. <laughs> he's just throwing the shells on the, on the court. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah, don't worry about it, guys. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. Just go out there and give it your all. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Styles, uh, uh, Scott's friend, who is a weird mix for me. I don't know if Styles. you guys have the same thought, but he was a mix between Tim Matheson, Animal House, and then Damone from uh, Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Like, he was like a battle uh, more between Demone, the two. More Damone, because I got the sense, uh, So, and, and I have, this is something that I have given thought to even before this, uh, when thinking about Styles. Uh, uh, Tim Matheson's character in Animal House uh, got the girls. Um, I got the sense 
Mm. Uh, more similar to Damone, even though he knocks up Stacy in Fast Times, that uh, you know was not the most popular with the ladies. It, yeah, yeah, I, I just yeah, Damone was just kind of in the right place at the right time. You know when he got you yeah. know uh, you know the girl that he got in that. Um, but with Stacey. Styles, like he comes walking into the one basketball game, he's got you know uh, he's got Boof, he's got the weird B fifty two girl with the sunglasses from the fifties like on his arm. Yeah, but like, I, just, I feel like out. that was all part of. I feel like that was all part of like a like like his his look and his thing and his business plan. Like I never got a sense that that Styles was going to be getting laid, given his personality. That's true too. I mean, it's a weird thing where he plays like the host at the the sex games, you know, and, yes. and getting all the names out of like so. I was he has that say, though, but like, like you said, yeah. He's the guy that's like the mm-hmm. life of the party, though, or at least you know, yeah. kind of kind of commanding everything when the the party sequence is happening. So I do think it's more of a marriage. I do get what you're saying with the Damone portion of it. But I also think that a lot of that, like you said, the B-52 girl who pretty much, you know, is in a bunch of scenes but remains completely nameless, lineless, everything. I think it's a lot of undeveloped. Stuff. Like, hey, we only have so much time to make this movie was made in a month. They put it together. They started yep. filming, I think, in November like and were done in December. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I know, I know they had uh, a limited amount of time with Fox because of, uh, I guess, uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie had gotten hurt or something, or she might have been Probably pregnant, whatever pregnant. it was. Is, yeah, she had she time got off. And as such, they weren't yeah. filming Family Ties, so they were able to to get Michael J. Fox uh, during a bigger point, you know, in his in his early career. I say, hey, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael J. Fox showing his colors, where he's like, yeah, I'm making Teen Wolf right now, but like right down the street, Steven Spielberg's making fucking great movies. It's like, okay, you know, we don't want to be in this movie, but you're in it, so you're getting a paycheck. You know, just enjoy the time. <laughs> That you have making Teen Wolf. It's going to be a fun time. You're going to have fun. You're going to, you know, it's going to be a cool time. Um, but then you, have, you like, definitely you have feel Marty McFly yeah, in this performance. You know what I mean? And that I think is something like as yeah. a kid. I think when I watched this movie as a kid, I was so enamored with just like the fact that he was a wolf that I didn't realize there wasn't a lot of real wolf. You know, there wasn't a lot of wolf in this movie. No. And I was so no. enamored by all of the surrounding characters that I never even really, like, put together that, like, wow, you know, Michael J. Fox really dials in this performance. He's literally playing Marty McFly just in wolf yep. form. Um, you know, again, fun <laughs> as all hell. I had a blast watching this. Yeah. I had a blast watching yeah. it now. Oh, yeah. I still enjoy it. But it just yep. – there were a lot of things that just kind of screamed at me this time that was like, wow, man, this, this movie should be so much better than it is. Just to have that one scene where he's like, wow, Dad, are you telling me I'm a werewolf? It's like, eh, that's okay, Marty. <laughs> Whoa, this is heavy. What, do we have a weight problem oh, yeah. with the werewolf? <laughs> and then also a lot of the mannerisms that he uses in the movie pretty much, are you know, pretty much the exact same that he uses for Marty McFly in Back to the Future, which I think he films you know, just a couple months later or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Team Wolf was done after Back uh, to the Future. Future. Well, Back to the Future. Yeah, the Team Wolf came out while Back to the Future was still in the the week of release. Team Wolf came in at number Mm -hmm. two. Back to the Future was still number one in the theater. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was a a big time to be MJ Fox uh, at this time. But yeah, yeah, you know, you get the whole scene with Styles in the liquor store. You know, trying to get the you know the keg of beer from the old man. He's not buying it, so you have to have a a, a keg of beer now. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you know what would be fun if we just van surf for this scene? You know, set to the Here's beach. A, wait, like, hold like, that thought for a second. <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah. I do want to just uh, just a quick um, piece of Dave uh, trivia here. Uh, Teen Wolf. Okay, that was the, the first time. The first time, uh, and I can't remember if I saw this in the movie theater or not. It's very possible that I did, but uh, this was mm-hmm. definitely, without question, uh, the first time I ever heard the word uh, keg and saw what a keg of beer was. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, when yeah. I was a kid, I just thought it was a fucking thing of beer. <laughs> For me, it was Animal <laughs> House. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but yeah, I will I, say that, uh, you know, Teen Wolf coming out in 1985, uh, which puts me at nine years old, I had not seen Animal House yet. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. We get to the surfing scene, and I just want to ask, other than me, has anyone else actually tried it? Has anyone actually yeah, tried it? <laughs> no. Yeah, I have. No. Yeah. no. Yeah, back in my uh, high school years, I had, yeah, I had a... I had uh, a this station wagon, those... you know, my first car when I was a teenager. So, yeah, I did a lot. I like living. This is one of those funny things, though, that I do remember <laughs> when this movie came out. I remember news reports of people <laughs> complaining about it, you know, like kids were doing this and it was dangerous. I remember my mother saying something to me about it and everything, like after watching some <laughs> shit or watching something on Channel 7 News, you know, Eyewitness News or whatever it was. Um but yeah, so I, I Yo, there was a that. there was a dude in Manalapan. I can't remember his name. There was a dude in Manalapan, uh, Ghoul, that I think was a, a couple years older than us. Uh, I don't think he was in the grade above me, maybe two grades above me. And this definitely happened after high school. But like a year or two after high school, like fucking dude was was fucking doing that and like got pretty fucked up. Like like flew off the fucking car onto the road. Yeah, well, because yeah, gravity is, uh, is a bitch. <laughs> well, but yeah, as I soon as I got my license, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, see, we, we, yeah, as soon as I got my license, yeah, we were doing it in the suburbs and stuff like that, driving around, and yeah, we, uh, me and a friend of mine would take turns definitely driving and riding on top. <laughs> yep, yep, I did, I did a uh, ton in the McDonald's parking lot on Route 9. I know that the ghoul and, uh, you know, D might know this, but the, the Route 9 at McDonald's in Marlboro, yeah, I spent a lot of time in that past yes, parking lot. Riding on top of the uh, station wagon, and then also getting into shopping carts and ramming into things because we loved jackass back then too. So we did a little bit of both. So, and we were either high or drunk, but yeah, we did both. Um, but um, yeah, so we have the, the whole surfing sequence. So we see that Styles is very cool, and then going into the teen sex party where, of course, Chubby, you know, played Mark Holton, also from Pee Wee's Big Playhouse, you know, movie. <laughs> you know, bye bye Pee Wee. Um, just playing a very cool character, and he gets the green gel out of the girl's shirt. I mean, it's like, yeah, he gets the girl in this movie. He's cool. Like, you know, it's fine. But the one problem I had with the character in this movie is Lewis. I, I didn't fucking understand his character. I knew he was the friend of Styles, and he's also a friend of Scott. But at a certain point when they start to embrace later on him being a wolf, Lewis is kind of like, nah, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. I'm like – can we have a side story where he's a fucking werewolf killer? Where his family is fucking <laughs> knows about werewolves? Uh, so like, we know. know them as, uh, I, I do want to say, and, and I don't know if anybody thought this either, I always viewed the character of Lewis as, like, Styles' little brother. Okay, that could be it, too. 
Um, it's just he plays I, such I a don't weird think character. Ever, I don't think it's it. ever stated, but that's kind of what I always thought. Like forever, I've always pictured the character of Lewis as Styles' little brother that was always kind of hanging out and tagging along because he does appear to be a little bit younger. And given that Styles yeah. and Scott Howard are such close friends, and that friendship continues with um, then friendship continues once Scott becomes a werewolf. You know, Lewis was always hanging around and doesn't necessarily have the same level of friendship that Styles had with Scott. Uh, and I think that that's what led to his kind of fear and apprehension and maybe not understanding, uh, you know, the situation at hand. Like, that's kind of how I always thought of that character. I don't know if anybody I, agreed I, with that or thought of it. No, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I never thought of him as the younger brother. I just always thought of him kind of as like the... Uh, uh, a, a lackey on. would be a sh- uh, yeah, like a lackey would be a strong word for it. But he was like the other guy yeah. that just always traveled with Styles. So this is Matt Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is another case yeah. of a very undeveloped character. This is Dumas from Dream a Little yep. Dream. This is Rick yeah. from freaking I know him as Rick from North Shore. You know, so like this actor mm. is somebody that I know from two other big movies of the eighties. You know, so so seeing him in this, I totally forgot that he was in this movie because he's really not. What would have made sense right. from a story perspective would have been to write him in as the vice principal's son. You know, with the vice principal having think, the fear yeah. of Scott's father, you know, maybe he told his son about this type of thing. So when, you know, right. Scott turns into right. the werewolf, this kid has a reason to be afraid because of what he's heard from his dad about it. There, yeah, uh. there, was, there was something that they never developed with that character. Now it was so confusing watching it, you know, because like I said, he, he could be a werewolf killer. Who knows? His family could be a whole line of that, but we don't really get that because it's a comedy. So we have to keep it in line with that. Like when, uh, Scott makes his first full transformation in the mirror and his dad's like, we have to talk. When he opens that door and you see his father as a werewolf, it's so fucking adorable. <laughs> it's like, this isn't haunting. This isn't scary. He's just like, you know, a Monchichi character. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you know, a little wow. dog. Wow. He's like a fucking Monchichi. <laughs> we have to talk about this. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it, Dad. This is heavy. And I'm going to go to my room. <laughs> You know, it's fine. You know, it's said that reveal, and we have that great Spider-Man line the next day. You know, with greater power comes greater responsibility. <laughs> you know, like, oh, Spider-Man making a, you know, a well, comeback in this movie. Well, no. Well, here's the thing. This movie is written by Jeff Loeb, who was a Marvel Comics writer. Oh, um, I didn't know Jeff Loeb. Loeb. Very, wow. Very much ties into Marvel right there, so that is easily a drop That's line awesome. towards his Marvel career. <laughs> you know, and we we have him going to Styles' house the next day where Styles is looking for weed, and he's looking over for it, and he's like, Styles, I have to talk to you. Like, I, you know, there, there's something happening with me, and I, I trust you because you're my friend. And he's like, you're not a fag, are you? Because, like, that would be really fucked up. Like, I'm not a fag. Gotta love the, gotta love the 80s and the fucking the, the F-bomb. For real, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's you know, just vernacular. That's, that's just that's just the language of the people in that time. Yeah, I mean, it was funny, especially when he just turns into a werewolf and he's just like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he's like, "Hey, really? Well, you're beautiful. Like, we can turn this into a profit." It's like nobody's ever scared at any point of this fucking guy that just turns into a werewolf whenever he fucking wants. It's just like, yeah, cool. 
it's it's 85. We're cool with everything right now. There's a lot of cocaine going around. There's teenage sex parties. Like a werewolf is not the biggest thing you have to deal with in Nebraska town. <laughs> and I just I love Styles. Is automatically he calls him TW right away. TW man, come on, like TW and like he already has the fucking name. <laughs> He's always ranting, thinking about t-shirt rights, movies, like TV shows. Like yeah, no, I'm I'm on board with it. <laughs> Let's go, TW. Oh man, no, like we can't tell anybody. This is crazy. Like no, yeah, leave it all to me, man. Like we're gonna be fine. <laughs> you know? uh, and they go to the so, next day with a basketball game where they they have their big game where he turns into the wolf and it's the funniest fucking scene in the entire movie because he turns into the wolf and he's just throwing fucking baskets and he's like yeah 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 throwing shots and the crowd's like wow. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> All right, we're, we're cool with this. Like, that, that's pretty cool. Like, that's pretty fucking cool. Let's see what it can do. And then, you know, you think about 80s movies and montages and, like, great fucking rock music to, to play with these montages. In this one, we get this weird fucking Randy Newman song about yeah. a guy's clothes catching fire and crashing into a tree. <laughs> and how Uncle Sam's a commie. Fucking and on. Russians are red, white, and blue. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> The Uncle Sam's a commie. The Russians are red, white, and blue. The president screws loose. Like, what fucking song is this? Not the one they <laughs> want to play for the montage of him winning the basketball game as the Wolf. I don't know. You know I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'll be honest. As much as that did, like you know, that that did, it didn't bother me. But yeah, it did strike me as a little bit of an odd it, choice. No, it was just uh, so weird. A lot of, a lot of the music. A lot of the music choices were a little bit on the odd side. Um, no, I, I was just mad that, that he never gets called for that fucking penalty for not advancing the ball. What? You know, like he turns into the wolf. And he, he was just, fucking he traveling. Started, he, he, well, it wasn't even that he was traveling. He's strutting around on his half of the court for fucking way longer than the fucking, what is it, what is it, 10, 15 seconds that you got to get it to yeah, the, the other half? Yeah, the Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, let alone that he's a completely different person as a wolf. <laughs> yeah. and the whole crowd's like, wow, we don't know how to react. And then he starts sinking threes and they're like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, let's get behind this guy. He's the fucking coolest. You know, and he's still in the werewolf version of himself when he go to the fucking restaurant where the girl just throws fucking pizzas at them. And he gets the beer can. He's like, yeah, like, you know. It's like, yeah, nobody's bothered. Nobody cares. Like, nobody wants to know how it happened. They're like, how did it happen? I don't even know, man. Crazy. Poof, did That's you know? That's so cool. Oh, totally. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and automatically he has the attention of Pamela, which is his love interest. Yep. Even though Boof is the better fucking choice, you know, Pamela's like, oh, hey. Well, you know, you want to be in the fucking play? Yeah, because I was going <laughs> to quit basketball to be in that play. And he has that fucking one line, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, General, burn, burn the house down, and then the the other house. Rape the women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and the director of the play is like, yeah, that that's great. Wolfie's like, all for you, baby. Like, you know, 
Uh, yeah, uh, that guy. That guy was a bona fide creep. There's, there's another storyline like that was probably dropped in this movie, man, because he had to have been boning that chick. You know, being that she, oh, he being that she dropped one. her drawers so quick for the wolf, man. You know, she was tapping that freaking guy too. She drops his first name at some point too, and then she's like, "Oh wait, no, I mean Mister whatever his name is." Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, Kurt, me being yeah, the typical, Mr. Wally. typical ghoul back in the day. I was all about Pamela. You know what I mean? Like, when I was a kid, I was like, damn, man, that chick is hot. So, like, at the end of the movie, when he goes with, like, Boof, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you made the wrong choice, bro. The other chick's way hotter. You know, now I look at it, I'm like, all right. So, so Boof is, like, fucking, uh, she is, yeah, she is. She's she's the prettier of the two when you look at him. Yeah. She's basically pre-Sandra Bullock. You know what I mean? Like, that's what she, she reminds me of, like, <laughs> yeah. early Sandra Bullock. You know, she's just Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that. yeah. Now she continued to have a like career a, and poof, yeah. like fucking went poof. Yeah. Like a hotter Alex Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like you were saying, man. You know, we have Ooh, to play, no. and then no such thing and as then, a hot Alex <laughs> But the, but then post play, we have them meet up in the dressing room, where all of a sudden now the movie takes another turn because now Pamela's willing to drop her pants <laughs> if. Only if he's willing to go wolf. So, therefore, now we have them going into bestiality mode here. <laughs> well, yeah, movie. it's a weird week at this high school. It really is. Because it, you have Mr. Thorne walking outside, and then you hear, and he's like, that's fucking weird. Like, somebody's playing know, a movie or something? I don't know. I'm going home. But imagine a fucking week at this I, high school. Like, yeah, hey, mom, how was your week? <laughs> oh, I went to a basketball game, and this fucking guy turned into a wolf, and we all just kind of accepted it. And then I went to a teenage <laughs> sex party where there were people on the floor covered in whipped cream. And then the craziest <laughs> thing happened, Pamela Wells, you know, that cheerleader, the hot one? She fucked the fucking wolf, man. She's in the BCL. <laughs> this school was... Yeah, the wolf is now in there the was, play. The, the wolf was definitely in the play. The wolf fucking, yeah. That's, you know, here's, here's my thoughts that started, like, rolling through while I watched the movie this time around, too. You know, I really wonder, when you watch this movie and you look at everybody else's performances, except for Michael J. Fox, everybody else seems yeah. to know what movie they're in. They seem to get that they're in a typical style, like, you know, teen party film. I really wonder if it's a yeah. case in which Michael J. Fox became available and did that drastically change certain things in this movie? Because, like, him having sex with Pamela, like, that needed a scene at the end of the movie where she gives birth to a litter of fucking puppies. Like, this movie, like, if you don't have, if you don't have Mr. fucking 80s wholesome Michael J. Fox in this movie and you just have some other actor, you know, playing a typical B-grade fucking mid-level horror-slash-comedy film, you could really apply a lot of shit to this movie that would make it fucking hysterical. Just get James Spader. Just call James Spader <laughs> up and be like, dude, Teen Wolf, you're going to be a wolf, you're going to fuck a lot, no, and you might have some No, James Spader, James Spader would Too not charming. work here. Yeah, Too James Spader would not work. He's not charming. He's not charming. He is. He's charming as shit. Did you never see, you know, Pretty in Pink? No, no, he he's not. Charming he's charming. Shit. Exactly. He's like, oh, he no, like he's weird. Charming. You didn't see uh, Age of like a, <laughs> There's like a weird, you didn't see uh, uh, Two Days in the Valley and um, Less Than uh, Zero. Yeah, but, I love uh, uh, Crash and t- uh, t- uh, Tough uh, t- um, Turf. And, tough Street? Uh, yeah, and, Tough oh, Turf, yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. Or, you know, or The New Kids? He, he just... 
I don't I don't see him I don't see him in the Scott Howard role. I don't he, he comes off as a douchebag yeah. in everything I ever see him in. Even when he's a good yeah. guy, he comes yeah, totally. off as a douchebag. You know, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Stargate. Yeah, a... I thought he was yeah, a villain. I, just, I, I mean, I'm a hick. Stargate. Yeah, but he was fucking so charming in that movie. Like, he, oh, you know, he drove yeah, up James in the car Spade. and, you know. The film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spader wasn't pretty big. I was getting yeah, confused. No, <laughs> yeah, no, so Spader was great in that. I mean, the new kids, I mean, he's always played the villain, but he's always played, you know, like a character. But if you're going to play a, a real Teen Wolf movie, you got to have him in this one because, you know, he's like going to have sex and he's going to kill people. You know, Scott's not killing anybody. For some reason, he thinks he's going to become a wolf and kill kids for some reason. He never does. No. You know what he does? <laughs> he gets on top of a fucking wolfmobile and he does backflips like three or four times and then just does a handstand and just drives through town. I'm like, that's the Hell wolf yeah. that we have. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what we have, and we love him for it. Um, and then we you also mean the have, ma- you know, you mean the, ma- the mannequin that they definitely glued to the top of the fucking thing so that it, like, that thing was so stock still as it drove down the road. Like, I'm looking at it, I go, there's no way that's a fucking living being at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, but yeah, we, we, we talked about Thorn, uh, the principal, um, and then his father admits to him that, you know, when he became the wolf, you know, he scared Thorne so bad that Thorne pissed his pants. And now he's got a vendetta, you know, against, uh, you know, Scott. And I was like, you know what? They should have played it more like Strickland from Back to the Future. You fucking slacker wolf. You know, you're going to be in my high school? You're going to go until I don't think so. <laughs> you know, you need a Strickland type like character because Thorne was just kind of like, hey, I'm here. Well, there needed to be a sequence of events in the film that the people turn on the wolf. I mean, all of this is like basic storytelling, you know, and none of that ever happens. The wolf has like a violent moment during the dance, and rather than the people (laughs) turn on him, they get mad at him that he's not showing up anymore. Yeah, and and, and we'll get to that one because I want to talk about that. But, you know, throughout this whole thing, we get the montage of the wolf winning all the basketball games and making the Beavers like the best team, you know, in, in all the school districts because he's the wolf. And all of a sudden, all the friends are like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, he, he's taking all the shots. He's getting all the victories. You know, come on, Chubby. You want to go for an ice cream Sunday or something? Like, come on. <laughs> if I was on my fucking team, I'd be like, dude, do whatever you need to. Just get us to W. <laughs> I don't yeah, care. But then the, co- Just, but, I'll, I'll be but out then the there. coach comes in. It's, it's not how you play the game. It's whether you win or lose. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Coach had it made. Like, he was just happy. <laughs> you know, Coach is just happy with the way everything was going and how everything was playing out. So we get to the point where he's like, oh, gee, I don't want to be the wolf anymore. You know, it's hurting my team, and it's just not doing very well. So, you know, maybe I'll stop. And then we have Boof. And Scott talking about the dance, and he wants to take Boof to the dance. And she's like, well, under one condition, okay, you can't be the wolf. I want to go with Scott. And he's like, deal, that's fine. And then in the next scene, you have weird fucking Saturday Night Fever, him as the wolf. Like, you are an animal. No, he's Ow! It's like, no, 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 want, no, 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 he does not tell her he's not going to go as a wolf. He actually says the exact opposite. He says, I can't not be the wolf. He tells oh, her he's going yeah, to yeah, does, that, yeah. But he does tell her he'll give her one dance. So. Yeah. And for some reason, he, man, when he's, when he's blowing he, out yeah, that dew, when he's blowing out that <laughs> hair dew, like, it's looking so fresh and so shiny 
and so just perfectly <laughs> coiffed and ready. And yep. for some Dread reason, impress, he could fucking teleport because he fucking disappears into that mirror. And I was like, oh, he can teleport too? Is that what wolves do in this universe? They just disappear. Ah. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. I was like, all right, that's cool. You, that's how you you, know, you wipe the next scene is by him disappearing into the mirror and showing Hell up yeah. at the dance. Hell yeah, 80 fade, baby. <laughs> but it was just like the, the whole Seven Night Fever thing. This is 85. I was thinking like it's over by now. Like the white suit with the black shirt. Like, yeah, it ah, seems like you're, you're a little too late to the party, Scott. But he's fine because as soon as he gets there, they're like, oh, let's do the wolf. Do the wolf. Do the wolf. And I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. They have a song queued up for you, man. And, and, and Mick is having none of it, man. He is pissed off. No. Uh, you know, Mick on the high school he's... basketball team, who, like, straight up is in his fucking 30s. He's only in his 30s. Well, I mean, the, the reality is, too, though, again, and, like, you know, it's funny when I watch these, because, you know, for, for whatever reason, and I know people look older in the 80s. I see pictures of, like, you know, high schoolers <laughs> from the 80s. Like, even today, I look at pictures of guys and girls in high school from, like, the 1980s, and I'm like, that motherfucker's got a full mustache going on. You know, they do look older. <laughs> But it, it they do, and we talked about this. It amazes me, though, when we watch these films as kids, and we're, like, easily believing that these late 20-somethings, like, are going to high school. <laughs> the majority of this cast while yeah. filming this are, like, 27, 28, and 29. Michael mm-hmm. J. Fox, I think, was, like, 25 at the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, look, we've talked, we've talked about this on the show before, and – for certain, like whatever, whether it was in the, whatever was in the fucking water or whatever, like without question, I feel like if you go back and look at like actual photos of, uh, you know, teenagers in the 1980s and like high school pictures of people in the 1980s, I feel like they look like straight up fucking grownups compared to looking at pictures of high school kids like today. Uh, and not in the case yeah. of every yeah. single human walk in the earth, of course, but like in Teen Wolf, like, the character of Mick, even at the young age then, like, yes, I believed all of those characters, like, being high school students. But when I saw Mick, I was like, oh, that's a grown fucking man. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, you know, like, <laughs> well, that make, was the case of that for sure. They make the joke. They make the joke that he's, like, <laughs> yeah, 20. Do. But the only reason he's in school is because of fucking whatever had happened. Because he got left back a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah, he, like, he, he, like, he failed, failed back a lot. Yeah, he failed twice or something like that. So they <laughs> Yeah. But this is like the moment where you could have an actual horror moment in your Teen Wolf movie where Mick approaches Scott in you know in wolf form and he's like, Get the fuck out of here. You're weird. You're always gonna be a freak. You know, just wanting to get out of here and he gets angry and then he slices open Mick's shirt but there's no blood. There's a, he just clean cuts the shirt off the guy, so he just has a collar and his abs exposed. I was like, no, that's when you get the moment where he flashes his face and his blood. Just a little bit, not too much, you know, but it's like, you could do a little, <laughs> you know, but no. Then all they of a sudden, like, oh, given, like, a red here, irritation to his skin. Right. You know, instead he's got, yep. like, uh, like, a Something. bruise, like, in the area. At least Boof, when he scratches her back in the closet when they're doing that mm-hmm. fucking Seven in Heaven knockoff, Two Minutes in Heaven or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, when he, she walks away, you can see, like, her back at least looks a little bit red and irritated. But, like, this is also yep. the point where they turn on him, where they're like, get out of here, freak. Yeah, get out of here, man. Like, he's like, he didn't really but do they anything. Don't. He just ripped the guy's shirt off to make it look better. They're all yelling at him, <laughs> and he leaves. And that's where Thorne's like, ah, oh, I always knew you were a freak. Get out of here. 
And for some reason, Scott's dad shows up, and he's like, hey, Thorne, I mean, you got a bone to pick, literally. <laughs> Go ahead <laughs> home, son. I got this. I mean, throw it. Like, you know, throw it, please. please, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the confrontation between Scott's dad and Thorne where he makes a piss and pants again. He's like, uh-huh, same old Thorne. <laughs> oh, it was growling. Yeah, after he, he, of Thorne. Really? After he yeah, just Damien. had a conversation with his son about feeling so ashamed of his loss of control that made the man piss his pants. So instead of teaching his son to maybe do something a little bit different or learn to control himself, he just basically repeats the same exact mistake. So, you know, because that was what was necessary at the time. Yeah, and he doesn't turn into cute, you know, Monchichi wolf. No, he just growls at him, like, you know, and he pisses his pants. I mean, I don't know, you know, if, if this guy looked at me and growled, I'd be like, all right, end. Like, what else do you have? Like, <laughs> I'm not really scared, you know, by you growling at me. I've, I've seen worse. But they cause him to piss his pants again. So that ends the, the Thorn storyline because we go to the next day where the, the big game's happening between the dragons Make and the game. beavers. <laughs> and <laughs> Scott decides, you know what? I'm going to make it up to my team. It's a championship game. I'm not going to be the wolf. I'm just going to be myself. And we're going to play, you know, with all the odds. It doesn't matter. We're going to have a good game. And then they fucking kick ass. And I was like, where the fuck was this team? Mean? Why are they horrible? Like, all of a sudden now they're like, yeah, sick and three, baby. Like, you know, it's like, all right. So they're, they're horrible, but now they're re-energized because Scott decided to say I'm not going to be the wolf. All of a sudden they're like, hell yeah, let's play our hearts out. We're going to fucking win. Well, they only yeah. had the talent. It was deep inside their hearts. Yeah, like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> quack, quack. Like, you know, no, we don't have that moment. It's just we're going to win and we're going to fight. And you have, you know, Scott and Chubby and, and Tim, you know, scoring all these shots on the Dragons until Mick decides to once again take out Scott, you know, with the foul. And it's like, oh, shit. All right, here's my moment. I'm going to be Shaq who can't hit threes and get it. And I'm going to win this game. A big stand there directly <laughs> under the basket, just like staring him down, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, again, I don't think that's like, you know, that's allowed. Like, where the hell is that ever a thing? <laughs> yeah, Never happens, but, but in this shoot game, it, it does. Fat boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, you know, the fact that he gets sure. fouled at the buzzer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, never is there a time when, like, the opposing player is standing at the baseline uh, below the rim staring at the shooter. It's just the height of fucking absurdity. <laughs> you, know, you know, and then he just, Scott, you know, at that foul line, knowing that he's not good at this, decides to just sink both. You know, just so that they can win the game. Everybody's fucking going insane. And like, holy shit, we did it. I love the fact that somehow people managed to lift up Chubby. So, like, he did anything in the game except get a couple shots. They're lifting him up in the back, and I was like, that's a lot of weight, man. There would be a lot of people underneath Mark Holton to pick him up on their shoulders to, to carry him away while Scott runs over to Booth, and he's like, you're my girlfriend now. No, you know, but I thought my father was kind of fingering you there for a little while while you were sitting with each other, but no. Because <laughs> you guys are awfully close. Nope. It's fine. No, we're going to take that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, but then we have to talk about another, the shot. We have to talk about the shot. 
<laughs> yeah, go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> because like you were saying, Ooh, well. oddly enough, yeah, I thought my dad was fingering boobs, you know. But yeah, it seemed like somebody was taking care of something because right after they hug and the camera pans up, you get the shot that makes this movie famous. <laughs> Where, and it's actually, I don't know going on. Shot. the shot that makes the movie famous. <laughs> but and yeah, it's actually a fallacy, as I found out. It's not real, which sucked because I thought for all these years it was a dude fucking hanging brain at the end when they hug and they walk away. No, it was a girl wearing pants that were too tight, so she unzipped them so she could sit down. And at the end, when she stood up, she just zipped them back up and then walked down the bleachers. So, yeah, it's not a dude's dick out. It's the girl just buttoning her pants back up. And, and you could see it. There's no dick. You know, there's no, you know, there's no penis. Oh, I was so devastated when I found I, that out. I, I don't know, man. Just because IMDb Rewatch said that it. that was a – yeah, I did twice, okay? Just because IMDb no says that's a woman. Inconclusive. Yeah, no. But either I, way, I somebody's got yeah. their pants open at the end. Somebody but, has their pants open, and it's no, no, right it's there, right totally above open. Michael J. Fox's head. <laughs> Closing but scene, again, yeah, like, totally just open. right there, right above his head. <laughs> Again, yeah, totally open, and it, it's hilarious. And then we have, you know, Mick coming over to Pamela, and he's like, let's get out of here. And she's like, no, nah, drop dead. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> because she, he, Mick, you lost. He's not going to be with you again. And she got spurned by Scott because he's with Boof now. Again, another weird music choice because this song is like, hey, we, we win and blow out the candles on your cake, and everything is going to be great. And I was like, you know, I miss movies that have, like, championship-style songs. Like, you know, You're the Best Around or We Are the Champions. But instead, this movie is like, yeah, blow out the cake, uh, you know, candles. And we won. And they had the song during the montage of the game where the guy was like, we're always going to win. And I like seagulls. And we can't lose because I like seagulls. And I'm like, Look, okay, all right, track. okay, okay, that, that, no, but that song, Win in the End, you sit there and look up the lyrics, it's some hardcore shit, man, it's talking about some suicidal shit, makes no fucking sense, but talking about how he's gonna grab a ring from Saturn, and sit there and make it his own, and forge <laughs> it into victory, this, you know, this is some hard, you know, these are some fucking metal lyrics, man, but no, but uh, the actual, the actual music, though, not so metal, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not metal. It's not like Twisted Sister, you know, doing the lyrics. I, I don't know. Uh, I just I miss like power ballads, you know, for the end of the movie. You know, this one just has like soft rock and you know pop rock, and it's, I mean it's fine. I mean don't get me wrong, the movie's great the way it ends because he won the basketball game on his own and didn't have to become the wolf. But I, the lyrics are just so absurd, and I'm like, you know, just put you're the, the best whole, around. Like sorry, we're barring you, Friday Kid. The whole end credit sequence in general is just weird, though. You know, so many movies have ended on that that creepy style freeze frame. You know, and I'm, I'm always like, it always creeped me out when it does. But like this movie called for a freeze frame ending. You know, Michael J. Fox. You know, maybe Chubb both getting lifted up. You know, fingers in the yeah. air. Boom. <laughs> cut. Fade to black. 
give us a credit sequence. Instead, they go to this like trippy style, fucking slow motion yeah, they do. sequence in which it's like yeah, a blurry dude. effect. It's it's almost like you're fucking yeah. tripping on acid or you drank too much and you have no fucking idea who you're looking at because it's not like it's focusing on Michael J. Fox. No, it's like going through no. the entire no. crowd. I think at like one point I see Styles like once and like that's it. Everybody else is just random people. Like, hey, we're all in this movie. Remember? Ah, yeah, man. Yeah, and you but, know who's not yeah. there? Lewis. He disappeared because he <laughs> killed himself. <laughs> he doesn't show wow. up again. After the locker <laughs> sequence, he disappears. Because we even have that scene at the van where he's like, hey, you know, what's going on with Lewis? What happened to him? And Styles is like, huh. Anyway, moving on. Let's get on top of that fucking van, dude. Like, like no, seriously, what happened to Lewis? These waves no, are mine. No, yeah, no. <laughs> you know what happened to Lewis is that he you fucking got a duck dive, man. Duck dive. Lewis was heading to Hawaii, okay, to hang out with fucking, uh, what was it, Nia Peoples or whoever it was, but she was so fucking hot, man. Ridiculous. Nia yeah, Peoples uh, hot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. North Shore, baby. Just, it was such Great a fucking thing. movie. Yeah. Just, just the fact that he's like, yeah, what happened to what happened to Lewis, man? He's like, well, anyway, I got the this Howley. cool truck, all right. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna surf. It's like, yeah. Now Lewis actually he killed himself and he left a note saying, I can't deal with a friend being a werewolf. And he's like, wow, that's deep, man. Yeah, I know. Teen Wolf. <laughs> Wait until the fucking sequel, dude. Se- could be even. Well, yeah. no, even better is that he was secret. Really, they should have played that he also, like like Boof, was secretly in love with Scott the entire time. So because of this unrequited yeah. love and the fact that, that Michael J. Fox is now a werewolf, yeah, he couldn't handle it anymore. So, so yes, he, uh, he decided to, to take himself out of the equation. Yeah, wait until you see Justin Bateman do the same thing in King Wolf 2. God, that right, movie so was, that was fucking terrible. Don't it, forget to call that my, cartoon. And that was my pick for next week. No, just kidding. No, no. Or the weird third movie that was going to be made. Instead, they turned it into Teen Witch, which mm-hmm. is a whole other fucking thing. But Teen Witch from 89 was supposed to be Teen Wolf 3. And then they ended Top up just that. dropping which, it. And just, which, yeah. which was supposed <laughs> yeah, to actually have Alyssa Milano in it. Um, who, yes. Yep. I don't know. Yep. For, you know, as soon as I saw that as the casting, I was like, wow, I could totally see Alyssa Milano being a werewolf. Like, it just, just fits. Like, the, yeah. like her hair. Like, at that time frame, plus mm-hmm. being a, a young Italian girl, I'm sure she was plenty hairy for real. Um, you know, but I'm sure she smelled real good. Oh, boy. Charles yes. You know, it, instead, it got turned into the, the seminal classic that is absolutely Teen Witch, which, you know what, is a movie that I fucking love. So, I don't I care. I actually like yeah, Teen Witch, top yeah. That indeed. It's such a weird fucking movie. I love Robin uh, Lively in that movie, so. Whenever it's on, I'm like, I gotta watch it. It's just such fucking. Um, I took the liberty of hiding <laughs> your homework. <laughs> All right. You're a so dog, moving on please. from Teen Wolf this week. A dog. <laughs> Ghoul, it is your pick next week. What do you have for us? What are we watching? You know, man, I'm like, I was. Oh, it's December. It's December first. You know what I mean. So, like, I get, I get the first pick of December. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, do I go Christmas? Do I go holidays? Like, what in the name of God do I do? I couldn't really what settle on like anything in particular. I don't know. So what I'm gonna throw out there first <laughs> and foremost, 
you know, and you guys tell me. If you guys can't find it or, or if you have to, like, buy or rent it or whatever, let me know, and then we'll change the pickup. But I actually want to see 2012's Silent Night, you know, so I, I know that plays as a Silent Night remake. Uh, I, I want to actually have that movie. check it out. Oh, well, see, there you <laughs> go. You're good to go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Jamie King, Malcolm McDowell, Donald Logue, holy shit. Yeah, we're, we're doing mm-hmm. the unofficial sequel to Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, I, I love this one. So we're going to have a lot of fun with it next week, doing the whole Santa Claus theme. So, yeah, Silent Night from oh, 2012. Oh, oh. Stephen C. Miller joint. All right. So we're going to go into it next week. So, all right. So, Dean, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we'll see you back here next week for Silent Night from uh, yes, 2012. I will be here. All right. Monkey, thank you so much for your pick of Teen Wolf. Ow! All right. See you back here next week. All right. This is Matt Monkey saying thanks for letting us boof your ears for the last two hours. Good night, everybody. Mwah. <laughs> All right. Ghoul, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared and boof safely. <laughs> always boof safely. <laughs> and as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you find yourselves here next week as we introduce the month of December with Silent Night from 2012. Who can't handle a killer Santa? We might. So stay tuned for that. As always, hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail odorous, keep America strong, watch horror movies, and until next we see you, have a good weekend. <laughs>